0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Silo Busting. I'm your host, Allison Coton, an interaction designer at EPAM Continuum. Okay, ready to do a quick design thinking exercise with me? I want you to close your eyes and imagine a heart floating in space. Go on, no one's watching. It can be any color you want. That heart represents your craft, the parts of your job that you do best, that give you pleasure, that demand your creativity and skill, the parts of your work that are uniquely yours. Now hold that heart in your mind's eye and draw a circle around it. That circle represents the stuff, all the tasks and requirements and busy work that pad out your day, waste your time, and keep you from focusing on the parts of your job that are most satisfying. Depending on your role and your company, that circle may be big or small. Now think about what this can tell you about your likely level of satisfaction in your work. You can probably guess that when employees have a high craft-to-stuff ratio, their work, whatever it may be, will be more satisfying, and they'll be more likely to stick with the company that hired them. On today's episode of Silo Busting, Pavel Azaletsky, our Director of Technology Consulting and Head of Engineering Excellence Consulting in North America, and Sandra Lachlan, our Managing Principal and Head of Client Learning and Talent Enablement, walk us through what this craft-stuff dichotomy means for the developer experience. How might we as employers provide a work experience that's rooted in creative problem-solving, autonomy, and intellectual challenge, not busy work that gets in the way? To stay at the forefront of business success, companies need to hire excellent developers, but they need to keep them too and help them grow as a community of creative professionals. How do we do that? First, imagine a heart.
1: So, Pavel, it's so great to connect with you today on on developer experience. I know um, it's something that a lot of our clients are talking about. It's a big issue, and you're an incredible expert on this. So thank you in advance for joining us on this conversation.
2: Thank you, Sandra, for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. I am looking forward to have a interesting conversation.
1: Great. Let's start with the basics. You know, we talk, I think, a lot about developer experience, and there are a number of definitions out in the field. Um, how do at EPAM? How, how do we? How do you define developer experience? What does it really mean?
2: Yeah, this is a <laughs> this is a good question. So, I believe developer experience it's um, it's basically the the way how the culture um, the way how the organization define the culture so people can be autonomous, empowered, and create the value for the company. And I'm talking about here that the people as developers, right? And uh, the essential part for them to be efficient is to have low cognitive load uh, in terms of like things that are not related to the value creation. So if we can simplify the experience so that they can be focused primarily in their uh, value delivery, that will be awesome. If we can create the system around ecosystem of tools, environment that minimize waste, rework, disruption, that will be um, very beneficial for the company. It will optimize the productivity of development work. Whether this is only kind of one part, another part is the way how the culture itself is shipped up, whether people uh, understand the purpose of the company, understand what the value they are uh, trying to create. It helps them to make the right decisions without um, communication with their uh, leadership, so they will be autonomous and empowered to make the right decisions. So they need to have a clear vision what they are doing. I mean it's not very crisp but I hope I convey the message.
1: Well, I think I got it. So, it's, you know, I guess it's the idea if I'm getting it correctly that developer experience is about keeping developers um happy and successful in their jobs. Like and and, and as you said, you know, it involves a number of different components, like what tools they use, the culture of the organization itself, like do they believe in their job and, and the vision uh, for the organization um, you know, and a num- any other real factor that affects h- how developers uh, do their work and, you know, what keeps them engaged in an organization and, and productive in their work? Does that sound right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds right.
1: Okay, great. So, you know, <laughs> this is kind of a lot of stuff, right? Um <laughs> And it, it sounds like there's a lot to unpack here. But before we really kind of drill into some of those components, I guess one of the a fundamental question, I think, for, for organizations that don't really, ha- haven't been exposed to this concept is, you know, the question is, like, well, why is this important? Like, wh- why should organizations be focused on developer experience?
2: Oh, yeah. Um yeah so this is a simple question if you look at the current you know industry like business uh, in general aspect like how what is it what is competitive advantage for the uh, for the businesses and this is technology so uh it's inevitable for business to become a technology companies uh of course you can like purchase third-party components or third-party solutions work with vendors then they can provide you a uh, certain industry standardized solution. But if you would like to be differentiated from others, if you would like to um, kind of build your own competitive advantage, so it's inevitable for you to uh, build your own engineering organization. So, and this will be your engine to have a sustainable uh, execution of your strategy. Uh, so, this is why it's important. Every company right now is a technology company. without efficient delivery and good developer experience, it's very hard to to compete.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds uh, entirely right. This is what i I hear when talking with our clients all the time. you know every every industry is facing this digital transformation, this disruption um, within their organizations and their industries which means that they have to figure out the technology side of things. Um, And, you know, I don't know if you've seen some of the statistics recently, but um, I think it was like last week, I was reading an article that said um, that like there's been a 94% or 98% maybe growth in cloud openings, like cloud developers. And people, companies like actually cannot find enough people to support their technology and development activities. Um, are you seeing the same things in your work?
2: Yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, clouds, one aspect. Uh, another, I believe, frontier is data. Like the data operations, the way how uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence is, is implemented and the shortage of people who knows how to build um and train models. So this is also very, very visible on the market. I believe another trend that we should look at is uh, further democratization or simplification of engineering tools, like citizen development. This is something that I believe will will get traction uh, moving forward. Maybe in a couple of years, or maybe maybe soon. Like for data analytics, it's already. Uh, So more companies trying to democratize data and the way how people without engineering skills can build certain models, uh, certain workflows. But I believe it's going to take traction uh, in the other areas as well.
1: Yeah, I've heard that term as well, citizen developer. Um, Can you describe it a little bit more for our audience?
2: Uh, Citizen developer means that uh, like not trained engineer. So like a business per, uh, person or, I don't know, like working in the specific function of the business, uh, people can can implement the simple application. There is a no code or low code solutions that helps pretty quickly create some prototypes, some uh, solutions that can automate the routine of uh, those people without involving um, like true, true engineer. So. It it expedite things and expedite development of the new solutions. Though it raises another question: how how to maintain this? How to uh, organize? What would be the developer experience for citizen developers? So this, I guess, next frontier of of the elements of developer experience.
1: Oh yeah, no, I think this is going to be a a big issue going forward. But let's let's step back and talk a little bit more just about developer experience. So. Um, you know as you're as you're describing you know we're seeing a huge shortage in the market for developers um, there is I, f- I forget how many openings there are globally for um, tech roles that, that can't be filled. Um, and so this concept of you know being as an organization being attractive to developers uh, you know allowing yourself to um, to be put in the position to, to To get the best talent and to keep that talent um, is is really important. And that's and that's kind of where the developer experience comes in. You know, when you have it's just basic economics, when you have a um, a shortage of supply, you need to be thinking about competing for that supply on a number of different dimensions. Um, so compensation, I know, is as a big one, and when we talk about a lot, when we're talking about uh, you know tech talent in general everyone knows about you know the the crazy salaries and like bring your dog to work and the ping pong tables in the office um but developer experience is something that you know as as I've, i've learned a lot about this from you as well is one of the things that is like the new frontier um for competition and um, investment from organizations. So let's kind of dig into this. So, I mean, you mentioned a number of different facets of developer experience. Can you talk to me a little bit about um, the cultural aspect? What does that mean as an organization? You know, if, if I want to improve the culture around my developers, what does that entail? What are some of the dimensions?
2: yeah. Let's start from from the maybe a simple concept, uh, concept as a trust. Right, it used to be that developers are given tasks to execute, um, and it was assumed that business analysts can figure out and pretty much kind of outline what they need to do, what kind of feature should be. But in the real world, when we have a so dramatically like fast changing environment. You cannot predict up front whether this feature is really unnecessary. And engineers are the people who can do the experiment to figure out, okay, whether this is really important or not important, but it flips the kind of priority or the, how to say, the influence on the way how the, what we're going to build and who's going to define that, right? Ideally, like, Business people, product uh, product managers can outline the vision what they would like to do, and engineers can figure it out how to make it and what uh, the specific features are really necessary. So empowering engineers to do that, this helps them to to be more creative, to to really work on something interesting, and not to simply execute the task that usually um, assume a lot of Things that might be kind of less important or uh, overlooked or maybe consumers or users of their solution um, don't want to have the certain feature that the question how to verify that before you do it. So anyway, uh, the idea is that engineers looking for the companies where they empower to do interesting work rather than just execute tasks. And they would like to have a seat on the table on the Definition of what the value is and how we work with users, what we are producing. So, this is a very important element.
1: So it sounds like what you're saying is that developers want to have some degree of of control, some investment in the work that they're doing as a means of you know, staying engaged and creating the best outcomes. Um, and and, and products. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Engineers don't want to do mechanical work uh, like on factories. They would prefer to have more creative work. And this is another element why developer experience is important. If you look at the uh, technology ecosystem that organizations are building, if it's um, not robust and implies that developers are getting feedback about quality uh, of the feature that they implemented very late, which means that they accumulate kind of... Then potential might accumulate defects, which implies that they need to fix defects. That, that is not very attractive job. So if you can create the environment when every feature in a manner of minutes can be deployed into production, you can get a feedback whether it works or not in the secure, robust fashion without affecting many customers then they will be uh, much more excited to work in that environment. Others, like, and this is a huge, right now, uh, uh, the gap. um, There is a, between the classical enterprises and big tech companies, I think classical enterprises, they're trying to get to this notion of continuous delivery and like where you have a very short feedback about the quality of the feature for engineers. But... uh, Right now, it's again still there is a uh, long way to go. I saw a lot of companies that they have a let's say quality feedback in 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 a month. Uh, in, in great, it might be uh, a, a weeks, and all, all the exceptional companies I saw that it is in days.
1: So this really it sounds like it's implying a, a completely new way of, of working. Um, like I, I'm hearing like DevOps, I'm hearing Agile, I'm hearing um, a real deep connection with customers and kind of a fail fast uh, mentality, yeah. and, and and that's huge. I mean, that just that by itself, is um, a really important um, cultural and and way of working approach that I know our clients are are striving for. And I'm hearing that it's not just important for great getting great uh, code and, and products out into the market. It's important for keeping your best talent um, happy and engaged in, in their work. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it's, it's of all importance. True.
1: So how would a company know if they need to improve on their developer experience? Are there any uh, metrics or kind of hallmarks of organizations that are not you know, very attractive to developers?
0: Mm,
2: let's um i would i would consider the developer experience as a kind of side effect of a good operating model for software engineering um because if we focus on the efficient ecosystem for the delivery uh where you your engineers are not exposed to the Defects because of like fragile environment lack of test automation inability to deploy quickly Then then they will be um, Much more much more excited and much more um, Kind of attractive to to work in that company because they can focus on the value not on the things that distract them from From the value So and uh, there is a benchmark, uh, I believe you can look at the DevOps industry research uh, conducted by Google, it calls Dora, and they outline, um, scientifically outline the, the, that there is a correlation between company performance, I mean business performance, and software delivery capabilities, how efficient they are. And they outlined four metrics that you can look at and and make kind of benchmark of where you are as a company versus where the industry is. What what does it mean? They have, have four categories, and one of them is Elite, the company where you can deploy every feature in a manner of hours or minutes, uh, where you don't have any outages, where if you have something uh, broken in production, it very quickly automatically restores by itself. So there are a lot of automation and investment there. So it's 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 a mix of agile, DevOps, SRE, but all of them, all of those words, all of those practices on methodology are focused on optimization of the delivery, make it smooth, and make it quick. So engineer can focus on the value creation and not destruction of the like fixing the environment, uh, fixing the data, trying to figure out what happened with the, the code in a week once uh, or maybe in a month after it develops. So, um, yeah, I believe this is something that you can look at. Uh, for instance, Dora uh, develops industry research by Google.
1: So Dora metrics are kind of one way to, you know, as an organization, I can kind of track my own um, metrics against industry standards and, and get a sense of where I stand um, in relation to competitors. Um, yeah, what if I am in let's say the HR or part of the organization, would there be any like HR metrics to indicate that uh, you know the company could be doing a better job with developer experience?
2: Yeah, you can look at engagement, I believe or classical engagement metrics or um, happiness do some survey whether people are satisfied with the work they have been doing. Um, yeah, you definitely can do that. And uh, we even uh, at ITPound come up to the developer happiness index. So we have a set of questions that uh, measure the the sense of the developer engagement, their uh, perspective of the work, the happiness. Um, so this is another element that you can do, of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it sounds like that would be maybe a really high level uh indicator and then when you drill down it would be into the more kind of specific metrics that you're describing around DORA metrics and culture um and kind of some other hallmarks of you know how how uh how easy is it for me to do my job efficiently? You know, is the work I'm doing really valuable? Um do I have a good team? Do I have good leaders? It sounds like, you know, that that high level metric of engagement or attrition maybe um or you know how many openings can are, you know remain unfilled? You know, these are maybe some indicators of a, the issue, and then drilling down, you can figure out what is contributing to that challenge in the organization.
2: Yeah, yeah, these are these are symptoms that uh, of the of the challenges. Yeah, that you can look at and figure out why why it's happening, what what drives those metrics.
1: If you could give one tip to companies who are embarking on a developer experience transformation just one thing that they should be doing what is that
2: one thing hmm. could i propose several <laughs> um one thing like definitely uh consider inner source uh as a because it fosters the culture of learning and and the um, empower engineers to kind of build new things on top of other uh, things and contribute and collaborate Um, and another part I would love you to start thinking about the value stream what is happening from commit to production what are the key impediments on the way of the value delivery Um, yeah those are two things sorry Sandra not one, two Culture of learning, like through inner source and open collaboration, another part, It's more systematic view on the how your delivery pipeline is organized from commit to production. Yeah.
1: Yeah no, that's that's good advice. Well, thank you, uh, thank you so much, Pavel, for your time on this. It's such a an important issue and a, and a really interesting one, um, and something that I know that with your help and others at EPAM, we do we do really well. So, thank you for your time and investment in helping to explain the concept of developer experience to our audience. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon about this. It's a big issue, as you have you as you have indicated, and there's a lot to unpack.
0: So, thank you. Thank you, Sandra. This has been Silo Busting, a podcast from EPAM Continuum. EPAM Continuum integrates business experience and technology consulting focused on accelerating breakthrough ideas into meaningful impact. Why do we do this? Because real opportunities aren't siloed. Thanks to Pavel Azalecki and Sandra Lachlan for their great conversation. Cheers to Kit Palalis, our sound engineer extraordinaire, for getting this podcast recorded. Applause to Ken Gordon, our producer, for all his masterminding behind the scenes. I'm your host, Allison Coton, and I'm here doing what I love best.